This is Mercy Harper, writer for Research Services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Most nonprofit organizations have a ton of data from their donors and programs, but they're not always able to make the most of this data to drive better decisions and further their missions. To understand why, I invited Andreas Stroud and Allison Kurligan for a chat about the current state of nonprofit data and analytics. Andrea is APQC's senior statistician, and Allison is our member insights analyst. We talked about how nonprofits compare to for-profits when it comes to analytics, the biggest challenges nonprofits face, and the opportunities they should pursue, and so much more. So without further ado, here's our conversation. So first, I want to hear your thoughts on the current state of data management and analytics in nonprofits. And Andrea, maybe we can start with you and then Allison can jump in. Sounds good. That's a really good question, Marcy. Um, you know, what we're seeing with many nonprofits is they're really looking for ways to improve their budgeting, um, their fundraising, their forecasting. And many of them are actually, um, they're kind of just getting started. So whereas we see... Uh, you know, for-profit and corporations that have a little uh, stronger development in data management and analytics. Nonprofits are really kind of in that learning phase. Mm. Um, they're looking for ways to democratize the data and insights, but they're really just trying to gather information and absorb what they can from, from others who have done it and have been successful at it. Um, a lot of nonprofits are, you know, they're reading material, they uh, going to conferences to try to connect with other nonprofits to really gain information. Um, there's a desperate need for them to understand donors and members, and they really want to benefit, um, you know, from the data that they do have in certain cases. Um, one thing I will say that I've seen that a lot of for-profit and corporations are actually using a certain type of analysis that nonprofits could benefit from is segmentation analysis. Um, you know, this type of analysis really will help nonprofits establish a strong relationship with their supporters and members and engage with them in the most effective way. Um, and it'll allow them to have personalized interactions. So we see a lot of for-profit organizations already doing that in the sales space and the marketing space. But nonprofits are really just trying to, um, you know, get a handle on, on doing that now. And then the other thing is a lot of it is, again, taking all that information, trying to make it make sense. And so a lot of it is how do I visualize this, not just internally, but how do I show my donors? How do I show a board that what mm -hmm. we're doing is effective and not just going and taking all of it, but where you can understand it. It's a lot of visualization, a lot of interactive to be able to dig in where the for-profit space is really doing that looking at nonprofits. And then what's really was interesting is just seeing as much of the free tools. When you look at things like Google Studio and seeing, okay, how do I take this to the next level based off of the tools I have and looking at what they're doing, like some of these organizations a little bit more ahead where they're gonna be able to compete with the same data visualizations and everything that a for-profit company has. And it's mm -hmm. all about just getting the right people and the right skills. And I think um, it's it's great to hear that there are some tools out there that can help when when they reach that visualization stage. But I want to turn to data management specifically um, because it sounds like so many organizations are having a hard time 
getting started there. So what are some of the challenges that they're facing in data management? Probably the biggest challenge they have is these aren't necessarily people who have a background in data management. Like, so you don't have people back there who do this for their day job. It's people who are going in, I'm passionate about something else and I'm figuring it out as I go. Mm. I think that's the biggest issue is just getting the skills to be able to handle it. Mm. So kind of piggyback on that, I think the skills definitely do play a role. Um, I think there are a lot of organizations that are actually collecting data and they don't know what it can and can't do. Mm. Um, organizations, when they're collecting a lot of information from their donors and members, it doesn't mean that all that data can be used to extract valuable insights, right? They have some transactional data. They have data that's coming from multiple sources, and some of it is very redundant data in the systems because they have systems and subsystems, and some of the systems aren't talking to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you see a lot of that. Um, you see organizations that are putting data in. They have a contact management system, and the data that's going in isn't clean or it's not a standardized way because you may have four or five different people entering it into a system. Um, so I think that becomes very challenging. It's it's part of it's a skill set piece, but part of it's just having the resources in place and having a process in place. You know, it's wonderful to have an idea, but it's another thing to actually create a true data management process that it's followed and you have someone that is actually governing, um, you know, the standards there. And, I mean, you have data coming from a lot of sources. So whether it's internal data, but you have a lot of nonprofits that are getting a lot of external data mm. and they're in different formats. And, you know, when you have a data management plan in place and, and a structure for your data, and let's say it's data that's being collected internally, like you set that structure and, and like it works, like you have it. Mm. But when you're getting data from all these external sources, it's hard to tell other organizations, hey, you have to give it to me in this format. Mm. Um, because when you're getting that data and it's not in the format that you need it in, you're spending hours and hours putting data in a format that you can use it. And along with that, it's collecting information that not just whether or not it's useful, but there's a lot more awareness about implicit bias being in there and collecting data and making sure that you're getting a picture that's not colored by some preconception, something someone's thinking about. That just seems to be a bigger and bigger focus, especially depending on what kind of nonprofit you're in. This mm -hmm. information might be something that's both extremely important and something that you have to be careful with, especially like privacy concerns. Even now, that's doesn't matter for profit, nonprofit. People are very concerned with how is my information being used. And that's something that if you don't have a good data management strategy from day one, as things compile, not just is it messy, not just as it maybe not all useful, but you've got some of this data that maybe shouldn't be collected or it's something that someone would be concerned about. Mm. And that's just the beauty of the Internet is just because we can doesn't mean we should. Um, so I want to turn now to analytics and some of the challenges and limitations that nonprofits are facing there. So I think one of the biggest challenges and limitations for nonprofits in terms of analytics is really knowing how and where to get started with data. You know, there are certain nonprofits that actually will collect a lot of data and they'll send out surveys, but they haven't really given a lot of thought 
about how they want to use the data that they have. They haven't really done a good job of assessing what data they already have. Maybe there's certain information that doesn't need to be asked because you actually have that information about your donors or your members. Hmm. Um, so I think I see that as one of the issues. Also, um, just the additional time and resources that are needed to analyze data. Um, it, it takes time, and I think a lot of uh, nonprofits, um, when they're looking at the data, they think to themselves, let me get a, a data scientist to come in here. Like, I feel like it, the, the pendulum swings and they're, they're either on one extreme or another. They go on one extreme where they think they need a data scientist and, and they're not even at that point yet. They don't even have the foundation needed to bring a data scientist in. Mm -hmm. They haven't really assessed what they have. They haven't even just looked at the basic descriptives. Like if you're a nonprofit and you haven't really looked at your data, try to clean it up and take a good look at just the just the basic descriptives to kind of see what you have there uh, before you even get into the more predictive and prescriptive analysis. And again, that just goes back to that skill set. You can become a homegrown, even just a data analyst, wouldn't go so far data scientist. But there's a lot of pieces that you have to go in there. And well, yes, making a graph in Excel is a fantastic start. But to go beyond that, to be able to really look for those insights and for those analytics, it takes time to at least learn what you're looking for, what's in the data, what is actually interesting, what will have value. And that's something that's not just skill, but it's time. The more you do it, the better you'll get. And that's one thing is that, especially in the post-COVID world, that because we've had to collect so much data, because how we or any nonprofit has done anything has changed. There's a lot of change in there. So skills may have been grown, but in order to take those skills to the next level, it takes time. It takes skill, like what's interesting, what are trends, just because, again, like your data is messy, you don't always necessarily have the best data in there. There's just more compounding things and that it's gonna take time to clean up. And I think that it's the double-edged sword of, you know, they don't necessarily always have the time to be able to do this, but they do have the benefit of kind of because you're on a time crunch, you can be a little bit more creative that you might not know 100% what you're doing. But I think that that's a double edge is sometimes you might trip over something really interesting as well. Mm. I'm curious what and, uh, you know, this wasn't in the, the questions that I sent you guys ahead of time, but I have a, a bonus question for you, which is where are nonprofit organizations housing like these skill sets when where they when and where they do exist or or are emerging like are these who's doing data analytics for nonprofits i would imagine only the biggest organizations actually might even think about having a dedicated team so are these folks who are in IT? Are these folks who are working directly in programs? Are they grant writers and development people? It really varies on the organization. The bigger the organization, the more people they have in the organization doing analytics, right? They'll have certain analysts and you're right. And some smaller ones, the grant writer may be the same person that's, you know, analyzing data and creating dashboards. Um, and then in, in your larger organizations, a lot of IT is involved, but they typically take on more of a data management piece, mm. not an analysis piece per se. Okay. A lot of times what you see is whoever's responsible for preparing that data, there's not one specific person. Mm. It's, you may just have someone's like, hey, 
I'm good at doing this particular thing. I can go, I can put some graphs together. I can say, okay, we're getting better over time. And just the reality of small nonprofits, that's, they might be the person who raised their hand. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the, the way nonprofits are. Folks wear a lot of hats, but it's also pretty scary if you think about it, because number one, those folks are not necessarily like going to be there forever. So if you lose that magic person who is also pretty good at this stuff, but that's not their day job, then you're kind of stuck. But also it creates silos where a couple different people in a couple different parts of an organization could be trying to do data management and analytics in their own ways, with their mm -hmm. own approaches, and perhaps even with their own tools. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting, I think coming out of the conference is one thing I didn't expect is so much focus on just nailing down a process of nailing down documenting and even going to like let's have a web page let's have an internal wiki so the same things that for-profit companies have and they struggle with you see that on the same scale as being huge focuses at this point is we need to know what we're doing we need to have structure of what we're doing mm. just to make everything go and it's a really interesting parallel because when you go to a nonprofit tech conference you don't necessarily expect a session about agile methodology <laughs> but that happened <laughs> i think that like transitioned us nicely to the um the next question i had for you guys which are the kind of like do now opportunities for nonprofits when it comes to analytics and and data management um you know it sounds like getting your process down and like documented and and um, you know disseminated out to everyone who needs to know what it is is one of those what are some other ones definitely you know having that process down but um looking at goal setting so like setting goals for your organization and making sure that the goals are attainable and realistic right um i think uh you know some nonprofits struggle with they have these large goals you know of what they want to do with data management and they don't or analytics and they don't have the resources to accomplish it so you have to think of like these are the resources i have and this is what i can accomplish with the resources that i have in place mm. um i think that's a big piece of it i think another kind of you know short-term opportunity is really like cleaning up the data because again like dirty data is like i think the the biggest topic that i hear nonprofits bring up is like mm. we have a massive amount of data we haven't really done anything with it but we need to get it in a format that's usable. So I would say like getting a process in place to like clean that up is essential if you mm -hmm. want to use data for insights. Maybe the only other one is that if you're looking to do the investment in this, like definitely exploring what are your free options out there? Because after this, I started playing in Google Data Studio just to say, okay, what can I do? And I was like, okay, this is a full-fledged like BI tool. It's not something that, okay, it's free, it's kind of cheap. It's like, okay, there's a lot of things you can really do. But just looking at the investments that you could be making, you know, whether it's a CRM, whether it's looking at how you're going to keep track of your data, because at some point you may want to move beyond a spreadsheet and just looking at what the options are out there. Uh, because it's not necessarily you're going to be investing a whole lot of money. You might just be investing some time to figure out that the best solution for you has been there all along. Mm. 
I think it's interesting that you bring up, so you brought up Google Studio and Google Analytics and all the Google products were actually brought up numerous times at mm-hmm. the um, nonprofit technology conference um, because nonprofits are looking for tools that they can use that are inexpensive that will allow them or free that will allow them to, you know, you know, look at their donors. So for example, Google Analytics, like that really helps uh, nonprofits really understand from a digital standpoint, how their customers, members, donors are interacting with their website and some of their other digital platforms. And so mm-hmm. that can be very useful if it's it's free, right? Um, you know, there were folks that were talking about, you know, what type of analysis tools they could even use that were free. Well, most people mm-hmm. have Excel, which is not sophisticated, but if you're just getting started and trying to figure something out, there's that. R is an open source uh, analysis tool. Um, you know, you have Python, which is also free. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at tools, not to say that any tool is better than another tool, but if you're out there looking for options of what you can use um, to get the job done, there are things out there that are free. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I want to close out with um, the big long-term goals nonprofits should have for analytics. And maybe some of those might be inspired by some of the cooler things that you heard about at the conference. Nonprofits oftentimes find it really challenging to set long-term goals, to be perfectly honest. Um, You know, for the smaller nonprofit, it's super difficult to forecast economical and societal changes that are going to be a like a really strong impact on their long-term plan. Um, but I will say nonprofits r- for long-term, they should plan to use data to better forecast and reach their members and donors. So, you know, really looking for ways to, you know, bring in that revenue to sustain their mission. I feel like they have to be intentional with their setting of goals, very intentional. I feel like that's a key word, be intentional um, and make sure they are attaining, as I mentioned before, uh, choosing attainable goals that make sense for the organization. And they have to be flexible and agile. So that was the thing at the conference, like you may be on the course to do something and you see it's not working. You have to be flexible and ready to make and do process improvement along the way. Um, I think making process improvement part of the long-term goal plan Uh, is really important. And then definitely using like whatever insights we're getting. Use that to really kind of just drive your strategy. Don't just go in. It's like you have your goals. And just like Andrea said, like you're concerned about obviously having the funding to do it, but looking strategically and saying, okay, we may have a goal to do something in one year and it may be a two or three year goal, but using the data to make strategic, achievable goals in there. And if you've got, if you're sitting on a wealth of data, especially once you've cleaned it, use that wealth of data to make choices that are something that you can ultimately achieve. Because I think if you set a goal, you want to do it. <laughs> and But making sure that it's a real world goal that can be done. And then having someone that's, you know, I mean, well, your mission will hold you accountable for your goal, but I feel like taking not only like looking at the goal, but going just kind of a step further and saying, you know, I'm going to evaluate what the return on investment of these things. Mm-hmm. That I'm doing. Um, I think a, a nonprofits 
oftentimes not enough look at like they don't look at what the return on investment and some of it should be like metric based like they should definitely be looking at certain measures and metrics to benchmark against they should definitely be talking with other nonprofits um, who are in similar spaces so they can really like learn and grow. Mm. That absolutely should be happening. Um, the only way they're going to be successful because it's important to know what you know other organizations are doing and that are doing it well. But you definitely have to be benchmarking and like tracking, tracking what you do. Mm especially because so many nonprofits are open to collaboration now. This should not be difficult anymore. It's not all siloed, every nonprofit. And one thing that's beautiful about the community is they all want to help each other. Mm -hmm. They all want everyone to achieve all of the things. And it's beautiful by saying, by having this goal, I'm willing to trade what I know, what I can benchmark to help you out as well. Awesome. Well, anything else you guys want to um, share or give a shout out to anything particularly interesting or useful for, for nonprofits? One thing that came up a lot that I don't think we talked about is just another benefit of analytics and a focus is data accessibility. Not just being able to share, but being able to then send information out into the world in a way that is equitable, that's easy to understand. That's another big push in the nonprofit world is to make everything accessible. Mm. Not just because it may be, say, visual impairment, but also grayscale printers still exist. <laughs> Going back to nonprofits being intentional about what they're doing. And again, the connecting piece. Um, it was really interesting at the conference to see uh, how organizations were, because through connection, that open innovation that happened, that communication that's you know going back and forth and, and just the learning so i think that long as organizations continue to do that um they'll they'll have success mm -hmm. i'm mercy harper thanks for joining us for this apqc podcast please go to apqc.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day <laughs>